All right, episode eight. We are we're moving we're moving along now. Wait, episode, is this really our eighth episode? Episode eight of Broship, and six of them wow. have come in the last six weeks. So no. is that like wait? Is that like season two, episode five? Then episode what's we're because we're technically in season two, right? Yeah. So season two, episode something. Yes. So the cool. first the first episode was the was the when we were smart. And then it's uh, all gone downhill since. Um, uh, but yeah, we're 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 moving we're moving along moving along to uh, double digits. This is this is impressive. We're getting there. There's a slump they say when you have a podcast, and it's like that ten episode. Can you reach that point? And I think it calls for celebration when we do because we've gotten some. Think about it. In our first ten episodes, we've gotten smart. We've gotten a guest. We watched a movie together. We did. Um, and who knows what's coming next? I feel like we both do. Do we? <laughs> I am very excited yeah, for what's coming cool up stuff. next. We, we have some really cool stuff in the works. I've been, I've been sitting around thinking about some of the ideas that we bounce off of each other. Yeah. And I'm just like, if we had a bigger following, this would, this would potentially be the funniest podcast episode like out there. Yeah. That's 100%. And I'm not trying to oversell it because, you know, I I self-deprecate more so than anything else. <laughs> but but I am genuinely excited for the five now, six ideas that we have for yeah. entire episodes. That's how good that they are. Um, but yeah, so uh, first off, our last episode, our watch along, our movie party did a lot better than I expected. Yeah, I figured when people would see Broship and then three hours and somewhat minutes under it, they wouldn't even click on it. But I think like four or five people watched a movie with us. I normally do listen to the interview. I mean, the, the episode. And yeah. I even I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to sit down and watch a movie with us. So... I know that that play wasn't for me. Like the plays that happened were not for me. So yeah, I think pretty happy about that. I'm gonna be honest. I did skim through at one point. Uh, I don't know if that counts as a listener or not to people, but I guess it does. I think the start and the end were very good for us. Yeah, and for sure. That middle, that middle. We watched like, a movie. Yeah, we just watched. We just watched the movie. But um, God, no. After you. No, 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 no. I'll get back to it. You know me. Okay. I love coming back to topics. Oh, Fifteen minutes yeah. after. It's amazing. I think it's your best talent, to be honest. <laughs> Broship, a non-romantic pairing of two characters together. It focuses on their relationship as friends, or occasionally as real blood-related brothers. <laughs> um, I do want to say, uh, speaking of, you know, we talk about people who watched along and who listened to the podcast. I was talking to you about our analytics the other day. And apparently we have probably, it, it says less than 1%. So I'm assuming one listener, one's in France and one's in like, I think England or something. So shout out. Um, you sound why? like you're from London. <laughs> yeah, did that annoy you when you heard that? I guess is a question I have. I have so many questions. Please, please reach out to us. Um, I guess on Instagram at Broship. Is it Broship or Broship Podcast? It's Broadcast. No, nope, not broadcast. Don't confuse the don't confuse the British. Um, we don't want to make them angry anymore. But yeah, I have so many questions for you. 
so please just reach out <laughs> mostly the french person like the person in france that's listening like i i could understand someone in in london being like what can we do to make fun of americans and like, they uh-huh, stumble american yeah they can trash <laughs> they, they they stumble upon us but like i couldn't imagine anyone in france not wanting to chuck their phone i could i couldn't imagine anyone in america not wanting to chuck their phone at a wall listening to us let alone another country yeah um you know what I'm going to do? I teased this on the last episode and I wanted to get the reaction on the podcast, but then things happened and I prematurely uh, shared. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. We made stickers and in my opinion, they came out pretty cool. They're fantastic. They're um, super cool. That Yeah, no, that's fine. Just gloss over what like the reason why you told me like, yeah, no, don't, no need to go into why you spoiled it for me. That's I don't I even mean, I don't even care that much. I mean, I I could have, but I just that wasn't the, that wasn't the whole point of why I was sharing. I can go ahead and tell them that huh. you are probably one of the coolest people I know, and that I had an awesome surprise. That you know we're social distancing, but there was a small but heartfelt reunion in front of my house, and a, the gift of claws was received. And I was happy, and it was a great day, and that. But that, none, none of that really matters, I guess. And we're also still waiting on that sponsor, sponsorship, White Claw. So we're yes. we're not we're not we didn't technically agree yet. So you gotta yeah. The end. There was a broship reunion from six feet apart, probably even more than that. We didn't get that close. Yeah, no, we were across anyway. the street. Yes. So anyway, um, I got so excited to be in the same proximity of outsideness as my dear friend john and i just had to show him so yes we have broship stickers when this podcast airs i will post a picture of these stickers on with the new and improved logo that's with the new and also improved very important because if the original logo would have been on a sticker i think we could have scared children with that i have the one piece of broship memorabilia with the original logo framed on my wall um and that is a one of a kind only anyway we have about like seven stickers left so i want you to message us either on instagram send us a voice message or an email and whoever lives the furthest away from us gets the sticker i like it and this doesn't mean our long island people can't do this yeah. because if you live the furthest town away from us, which we live in two different towns, but we'll make that work. <laughs> I was um, thinking that too, but... Don't worry about it. You'd still technically win, or if you're the only person, you still technically win. So, if you want a broship sticker, all you gotta do is send us an email, a voice message, or a DM, and let us know where you're from, and we will get you that sticker. I like it. You like it? Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, We're doing a giveaway, I... baby. So, Yeah. Get get involved, keep listening, and you can potentially end up with a broship sticker that looks super dope, and it's on my car. It is. I got it. It took me way too long to peel the sticker, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and I love it. So that's really it. But getting back to the last episode, getting back to us doing a movie party, movie date together, I have continuous, continuously, yeah, continuously gone through moments where um, I realize that my outlook or the way I think about things 
really needs to change. Because when you said, hey, let's do a viewing party, and I think it was actually for Extraction. That's what I think it was. No, I brought up, I brought up Endgame. And you said, why don't we try Extraction? Because it's a shorter movie. Yeah, okay. But neither of us have seen it. So we were like, this might just not be as interesting as a movie we've seen multiple times. But when you said a viewing party, I just assumed that you meant like we would watch the movie and talk about it. Like I, I had, I didn't think that you would want to watch a movie with me, let alone two within a week. So I realized that I really have to have to change the way that I think about things. Um, yeah. I was, you, you know this, you know, I'm, I'm slowly becoming a dad uh, without sure. the kid. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I posed the question to you yesterday. Well, today's Friday. So I posed the question to you Thursday of last week. Um, should I make jorts or should I just keep, you know, a nice pair of work jeans? And you told me that I need to uh, get back out into the real world and go to bars. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we're recording on Friday. Obviously, this is going to drop on Monday, but it was like rainy. It wasn't a nice day or anything like that, but still went outside with my dad and, and my brother and we were you know, digging or whatever. And we were just joking around about looks and stuff. And I told him, I told him the truth. I told him what not, you know, on the scale where I view myself, same thing that I tell you all the time. Sure. He turns to me and he's like, you're not that. He's like, you really, you really undervalue yourself. I'm like, oh, damn. All right, well, let's get this planted so I can go back inside and cry. <laughs> Dude, isn't it the most awkward thing when someone calls you out like that? <laughs> like, uh, it's So I understand that on the one hand, it's kind of who we are as people. Yeah. But on top of that, it's also kind of like, I don't want to say it's like my brand, but it's not, not my brand. If that makes sense. Like, you know, I mean, we've said it multiple times. We're very much Nick Miller. Yeah. Which will segue definitely later into our episode. But I think we both just really, really relate to that character. Absolutely. And yeah. So that's just who we are. And it's not, I don't, I can't even explain it because it's not like a true, like anything negative. It's just, it's just, I guess I'm so self-aware that I'm so self-aware of like the negatives that <laughs> I focus on those more so than the positives, which I think is a good thing. If anything, like in an yeah. interview in an interview, think about it. Like what's your biggest, we- what's your biggest weakness? Well, my biggest weakness is that I'm aware of all my flaws and I really harp on them and I think about them a lot and I try to improve them. But, you know, I'm, I'm a work in progress. And I'm Dude, sorry. I, that- I love that because you always get that one person who's like, well, I guess if I had to give you my, my biggest weaknesses is I'm a perfectionist. Oh, get out of here with the perfectionist stuff. I hate that. It's like, go to hell. You're so fake. If... If I was a boss and that was the answer I was given, I would immediately write you off. Absolutely. It would, I don't it, would hear it. it would be like, mm, okay, okay. Well, um, great answer. Uh, we'll get back to you. And then I just, That's I, it. Yeah. I just throw it in the recyclables. Shred yeah. It. Uh, yeah. I don't want to talk to you. A hundred percent. If that's your answer in an interview, I am, I'm absolutely taking your resume and I'm selling your information for money. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to. No doubt about it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to hire you. You, but you suck. Since you brought up, since I, I brought up self-deprecation and you brought up Nick Miller, 
I also came to the conclusion that I don't use my teeth correctly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 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 okay. beauty, the the beauty of our interactions just just in general is that I tend to tease whatever my thought is. And sometimes I'm able to, to like make it live up to the tease. But every time I tease something, you're just like, how, how do I, how am I friends with this human being? Like, I don't understand. The thing is my head immediately went to the different ways you can use your teeth. And really it's just, yeah. And it's just up and down. Like, I feel like, how do you use, Please explain to me how you use your teeth wrong. Your your teeth, like you have specific teeth for specific type of types of food, and I don't use my teeth that way. Like I don't use my canines just to like cut through meat. Uh, see, okay, now this is where I need to take a step back. Don't use the don't use the correct term with me because I don't know what that means. Which ones are the canines? The the really pointy tooth that teeth that you have in your mouth. The vampire fangs. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, Continue. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't use those to eat, like, steak or anything like that. I don't know you're supposed to. Are you? Did I just make that up? I don't, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Why else would they be in our mouth? I mean, okay. So, I'm concerned. Right, you have a steak in front of you. Mm-hmm. You're cutting it with a fork, obviously. So, here's my thought process. Okay. So, if you have a fork and you're eating it, you're going to just put it in your front. You're going to bite it with your front teeth. I guess if it's like a steak sandwich or something too. But now I'm thinking if it's a really tough steak and we're cavemen, I probably wouldn't put it in front of my mouth and start biting. I'd probably go for the side. But I don't think I'd do that on a typical basis. I chew with my back teeth, my molars. Well, yeah, everyone chews with their molars. I'm talking about the initial bite. The initial bite. Honestly, when I eat, it goes straight from like the first teeth straight to the back. So yeah, I I think I'm I think I'm there with you. Like my canine teeth are just for show. Like yeah. Also, also look look at that look at that look at those pearly whites. This is the only time Dude. my teeth are white. It's it's Dude. unreal. My teeth are coffee stained. Yeah <laughs> yeah. Used, they used to be white. <laughs> my 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 teeth are not great. But with this with this mustache, really all you see is like a shadow, and it looks light, so it makes it look like it's white. So. I can get away with it, but now, right. so you're okay. So long story short, we both don't use our teeth the correct way, or we do. And I'm just an idiot for even bringing this I'm up. Confused. I don't know. I'm. I'm. How does? Now you're having me question. I'm like chewing nothing right now, trying to think. Yeah. Food. <laughs> and I, I think, I think we're right here. You, you bite with the front, and that's like the initial break, and then you chew and break down with your back teeth because they're like, because okay. The way I see it, the front teeth are more narrow so they can dig into something. And then towards the back, they're flatter on top so they can do more crushing damage. No, right, right, right. But so is that the, correct? The, 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 the canines. The canine teeth that we have are, were like meant. They were meant so that when the cavemen were eating like raw deer or whatever, the, whatever they hunted, that it would cut through. And I definitely don't use it that way. I don't. I don't even know if food touches my canine teeth. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep a journal this week. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a. I take a look at what my uh, canine usage looks like. Listen, and I'll get back to you. Not every thought that I have is a, is a is a good one, but some of. Oh, I my, knew that. 
Sometimes my brain goes places and I find something and see, now we're both like, okay, all right, there's, there's something here. There is something here, no doubt about it. Yeah, all right. Well, I commend you for confusing me for the evening. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I guess no, I could have no. saved that. I thought that you were just going to call me an idiot and we would, we would carry on. No, I mean, you, you bring up a great point. Now I'm, I'm questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> You've opened up my third eye. <laughs> That's nice. Nice. Don't no no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what third eye means. So it just sounds. Isn't that like in, sounds naughty? Oh, I'm gonna say something stupid. Okay, it's either Hinduism or Buddhism, and I know they're two different things. Um, but one of them in the face you're making right now. Uh, one of them believes in like a third eye, and I think. This third eye, um, I feel like it's, I'm going to be really honest, I'm basing a lot of what I'm saying off of the love guru right now, and I know that's not the most culturally appropriate movie. But it is a great source, it's, though. It's a good I reference. Know it's, a, it's a great source. Mike Myers knows what he's doing. He does his research. Um, yeah, but I think, <laughs> I think it means, like, when you say you open your third eye, I think that means you, you've learned something. All right. All right. You can put that on a poster. Okay. Just like like a, a flowing river when you open your third eye. It means you learn something. Matt B. Matt Barons. <laughs> it's like you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah. Oh. So if you, my, my Photoshop skills were not great for the first logo. I'll admit that hand up on me. My Photoshop skills of taking Matt and turning him into Iron Man significantly improved very impressive if i can find a way and i will try to do this if i can find a way to photoshop you as michael scott sitting on that black and white photo and i can change the chalkboard to say exactly that i love it content that is content baby Uh, i support uh, you can do that that's that's a lot easier than you think okay well that says you you said the logo was going to be a lot easier and it came out the way it did it looked great buddy i loved it I know you loved it. I, I loved it too. It watches me as I sleep every night. I loved it too because it was so bad. It was us. Yes. And this one is like season two. Ooh, we can yeah. do that. What if we did Ooh. that? New logo every season. Oh, there we go, baby. See, this Stay is, tuned for the next one, man. This is the bro ship difference. We are including our fan with, <laughs> with our ideas. An inside look of behind the scenes of broship. Yeah, exactly. Um, You're welcome, fan. Yeah. You person out there wearing a blue shirt. (laughs) I hope. I just hope. I hope. Your food's been sitting in the microwave for a while. You should probably go check that. And let us know if you use your canines. There you go. (laughs) I will toss it to you in one second because what I'm going to say pertains to your wonderful idea for this week's episode. I've been obviously watching a lot of TV when I'm not turning into, you know, a dad with no kids. And I noticed that for whatever reason, um, characters, when they enter someone else's house, they just walk in and leave the door open. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. And they just assume that the person who owns the house is going to shut it for them. It makes me so mad. And uh, <laughs> it, it it all stems from an episode I saw uh, of Parks and Rec where Ron goes to talk to April, walks in. Uh, April's parents let him in, obviously. 
Mm-hmm. And then April's mom and dad and Ron just walk into the house. The door's open. Who closed the door? Who closed See, the door? That now, Yeah, me too, especially because it's very uncharacteristic for Ron Burgundy. Not Ron Burgundy, Ron Swanson. Different Ron. All good. But yes. Ron Burgundy probably would do that. Ron Swanson yeah. would not. Yes. No, absolutely. And it yeah. bothers me so much. If you watch Full House, if you watch uh, if you anything that you watch, just start paying attention to when characters enter the house and you'll notice like I don't have statistical proof to back this up, so I'm just gonna throw a number at the wall, like fifty percent. The door is just left wide open and they don't n- neither party, the homeowner or the person like visiting, neither one of them close the door. It bothers me so much. Yeah, I mean, I would even give another example to you. No one ever says goodbye on the cell, like when they're on the phone. They never say bye. The conversation ends, and they all put the, they both put their phones down. Very rarely do you say, do you hear them say goodbye? Talk to you later. See you in a little bit. Yeah, it's like I, I call I call you up. Yo, John, we doing the podcast? And you say, Yeah. All right, cool. And that's it. We hang up. I, I'm kind of used to that though. That's just how my. That's just like a phone call with. All right. Well, <laughs> well, typically, yeah, I would typically. say, cool. Talk to you later. Yeah. I talk soon. Yes, I'm. A, yeah. I'm aware. I'm aware. There's usually some sort of sign off, but yeah. <laughs> I'm still to, It just goes to show my warped brain that I'm just. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's not <laughs> normal. <laughs> wow, I am rude. <laughs> Who knew? Oops. Hey, I'm not rude. I'm like. I'm like half rude. I'm, um, you'd probably, you'd probably shut the door if you walked into a house. Who, who's, yeah, I would definitely shut the door. Yeah. Who's the, uh, who's the Jersey Shore girl? Uh, I think it was Sammy Sweetheart where she's like, I'm the nicest B word that you'll ever meet. That's yeah. me. I'm Sammy Sweetheart. I'm like, I might like, cut, cut that. <laughs> Cause that was, that was, I was up there with the dumb thing that I said. Say a long walk for a short drink of water. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Matt, you have a wonderful idea for this week after some introductory shenanigans, so take it away. Awesome. Yeah, so you know, you're talking about how you've been watching a lot of television, a lot of sitcoms. Um I definitely have been too. I feel like I've been I've been watching a lot of new stuff obviously, but I've also been rewatching and re-binging some of the most bingeable you know tv shows that come to mind and i was talking to my brother the other day in the car about what my top five is because he told me he's a big fan of a big fan of friends i know you don't like friends i hate friends so if you're listening right now you're not going to hear friends on either of our lists but the question i ask you what are your personal top five sitcoms now when i bring this up I'm talking about rewatchability, mm-hmm. um, quotability, enjoyability, the whole nine yards. Like, what to you are the top five? Uh, I'll get there in one second because okay. I, I just I sent it to you uh, on Instagram. Yeah. About so a painting came out this past week of Friends versus The Office. Yeah. And the the video itself summed it up perfectly. Like, you don't have to. It's not even in the same category. It's not even close. No. Like, like it, it's it's insane how people think that Friends is like this great show. It's the worst show ever. I will sit down. It's so bad. Yeah. I'll wake up and whoever will be watching it 
like TBS will just run six episodes in a row, a quick marathon. I don't laugh one time. Six, six episodes, uh, half hour piece. What is that? Uh, three hours. Boom. Math guy John. Yeah. Um, I don't laugh a single time. I cannot go two episodes without laughing at least once at the office. So anybody that sits there and is like, oh, Friends is it's a classic. No, it's not. Friends is a terrible show. And you know what? Good on you, <laughs> PR guy or, or girl that has been working for Friends since the 90s because you brainwashed the entire American society from when the show came out to now into thinking that that was a good show. That, that's my tangent. That, that's all I wanted to say because it's, it's a terrible show. It's a terrible show. There's nothing that is even – oh, let's, let's see the dynamic. We have the stupid guy that is a womanizer. Great. We have Chandler Bing. What does he bring to the table? And he's the funniest one on the show. Yeah. He's I was about to say, he's the funniest on the on show, show. And, and he he's brings still nothing. not enjoyable. We would be better characters than Chandler Bing. For sure. No doubt about it. I would you say have, so. You have Jennifer Aniston, which I think that that's supposed to be the most relatable character because she gave up like a, a rich... Oh yeah, life. we all give up rich lifestyles. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you have Monica, who If is, I lived with Monica... I would toss her out a window. Dude, I, there was an episode on where she was like, oh, go talk to the maitre d' and give him some money. And my brother's like, why can't you do it? Like, yeah. it, she's just there for like uh, nothing. To boss people around. Nothing. <laughs> she's there to tell people things that she can do. Yeah. Uh, uh, who's the other one? Oh, my God. Lisa Kudrow. Ross. Oh, uh, Phoebe. Phoebe. I. Oh. oh. I, I know a person like Phoebe in real life, and I can't stand either of them equally. Phoebe is that character that, for whatever reason, every show in the 90s needed to have, where it's like, oh, I'm a ditzy girl that, like, no, no, no. There's no character arc. There's no nothing. The best part of the show is that Paul Rudd is in a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah, he is. And yeah, I know I skipped over Ross. Anybody that sits there and compares Ross and Rachel to any sitcom relationship is out of their mind ross and disgusting we were on a break really hate that really go on twitter go on twitter and see any viral tweet it's like oh well i was talking to this guy and then he did this after we were done talking it's like the worst thing in the world now but we quote it because it's some uh, i have to calm down i have to calm down i'll get there i have to calm down Sorry, are we going from <laughs> ascending or descending order? Oh, so we start at five for sure. And then we'll get okay. to our number one. Um, I think what we should do... Do you want to do rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first? So I was thinking I say my number five, you say your number five. I'm down with that. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Cool. I'll let you start though. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, number five, Full House. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I know I said that I wasn't super into it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty sure we have audio of you saying you didn't watch the show a lot. I I didn't watch the show a lot, but I'm just saying from... See, okay, the same argument that I just made against Friends, <laughs> the amount of times that I say, how rude, the amount of times I say, you got it, dude, the amount sure. of times that I say, cut it out. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, of course, John Samos, So Yeah, John Samos. So, um, yeah, I would say full, I, 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 I don't think that if I sat down and I watched it, 
I would connect with it the way that some people do, but I definitely would not shut it off. Okay. I like it. Let's snake draft this also. What do you mean? So, so you do five, four, and then I do four, three. Oh, that's so confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the mental capacity for that. Shit. Okay. All right. Want me to go now? Yeah. (laughs) Cool. All right. For me, my number five is that 70s show. I think this one is a very overlooked one, but dude, talk about such a funny show and an amazing cast. There's not a single bad character on that show. Even Jackie, who's the most obnoxious character on that show, is still funny because of her obnoxiousness. I don't like Topher Grace. Grace? Really? Topher Grace or Topher Grant? Topher Grace. I don't know why I always do that. Um, I don't know what it is about him, but he's like, it's not that I dislike him, but at the same time, like I, he's that guy that I'm like, oh, I don't want to see this because Topher Grace is in it. And then I watch him like, he was really good. And Interesting. But the dad, Red. Red. So funny. One of the best TV dads of all time. Yeah. That could and, be another thing. Oh, for do. sure. And, you know, everyone thinks about TV dad. They think of like Bob Saget, charming, relatable, sits down with his daughters, gives them a hot cup of hot chocolate, and they talk about their feelings. Nah. Red Foreman, just... Anytime he talks about sticking his foot up someone's ass, it's, it's always in the most clever clever delivery. He's so funny. It's that dry humor that I love personally so much. It's not over the top. He's so straight-faced. He just delivers it. It's so good. My favorite scene with Red, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember like what episode it was or anything like that, but Kitty comes into the, um, the kitchen and she's like, <laughs> oh does does this dress make me look fat or like does my hair look good today and he's like so we're having one of those days huh (laughs) (laughs) which is like oh that's a good one yeah that's that is a good one cool Uh, so for you or for me we're not snake drafting it no we're not snake i can't i can't fathom that kind of math (laughs) all right uh number four I'm going to say Parks and Rec. Okay. Parks and Rec, yeah. I, again, I think... Okay, so I'm going to actually... Um, I'm going to say something a little controversial. Parks and Rec doesn't make my top five. I can see that. But it would be my number six because, I mean, anything Nick Offerman does, I'm on board. I love Nick Offerman. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. I think... I'll know her... Uh, oh, I do know Aubrey her name. Plaza. Yep, I think Arby Plaza as April is so funny. The, There's the such three, a good element. Those big three make the show, and yeah. they make the show so much that like I'm able to watch it. But definitely, I'm gonna stay with it because I'm definitely gonna end up bumping something off that I don't want to. <laughs> but um, it is more quotable. Like even the characters that you dis that I dislike. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still saying quotes and they have the best supporting uh, character in all of sitcom, John Ralphio. Yep. I was literally going to bring that up. He is one of the funniest people. I love Ben Schwartz. I think he's a hilarious actor. Yeah. Uh, and then him as John Ralphio is just fantastic. It's so good. Him as John Ralphio. Anytime he he's on it, you're just like, okay, this is going to be a great episode. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Parks and Rec, number four. All right, my number four, um, and 
now going like my number my top four can probably change daily um because all these are great shows my number four is community so that's that falls into a show for me that i really need to like i want to watch and get into because number one russo brothers yep Number two, Ken Jong, hilarious. Yep. Number three, Joe McHale, who mm-hmm. everyone hates, but I think is so funny. Who hates Joe McHale? A lot of people hate him. That they're wrong for that. Because he falls into that good looking guy, funny, now is like famous always, and has money. I always forget how ripped he is until he takes off his shirt. Yeah. And, and that was the other thing. Set. Yeah. But yeah, I mean talk about probably one of the best casts of all time and let's not forget written by dan Harmon, who writes for rick and morty um but yeah i mean again like you said joel McHale, hilarious chevy chase while definitely problematic on that set hilarious donald glover one of the best talents to ever bless our generation just starting his career out hilarious um i think his name is danny Purdy. uh purdy i forget how to say his name he plays abid though yeah i know who you're talking Amazing. about um, even I forget the actress's name. Uh, the girl who plays Brit. She's great. She's really good at being annoying, but still likable. And then I think Allison Brie is also just an, another an actress who never like never really shot off, has, but but has always been very consistent in the roles she's played. I think that Allison Brie and Jenny Slate playing. Well, I know Jenny Slate only played. Uh, oh my God, what's her name? Raphael's the daughter. Uh, um, not daughter, sister. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Because, yeah, also. Yeah. Um, whatever. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah whatever. Um, her playing, like, the annoying whiny, and obviously I haven't seen Community, but Allison Brie, I was watching uh, Get Hard, mm-hmm. and she was playing kind of like, like an annoying whiny. Yeah, like, no, that's not her character in the show. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but she yeah, was her- awesome. She was yeah, also her, like the annoying whiny. Her character in the show is a goody two shoes, straight A student, super okay. neurotic. But yeah, and then um, we were talking about the same actress last time. Um, oh, Yvette Brown. Yvette Brown. She's super funny too. Uh, I love her as Helen on Drake and Josh. And then for this, it's great. Yeah, yeah. The only reason I think Community has some of the strongest, again, main cast and then even the side supporting characters, like you said, Ken John. Um, the only reason community is at number four for me, and I brought this up, I think, while we were watching oh. Endgame, is because season six of community is so bad because Yahoo picked it up. But before oh that, such God. a strong show. What? I just saw I just had like two sitcoms pop into my head. That's gonna make this top three super difficult. All right. All right. Well, we're heading into top three, so yeah, yeah. What are you thinking? I made a mistake putting um, Full House at five and Parks and Rec at four because it's gonna just squeeze out a show. So, can uh-huh. I do a quick honorable mention? Hit it, hit it, hit me. Honorable mention: Scrubs. Okay. Um, gonna be honest, I have never watched front to back Scrubs. Okay, but I, I want to. It's it, a show that I've always enjoyed when it's on, but haven't gotten around to it. It was great. Like, it was my favorite show growing up because it, it had everything it had. So uh, re, it had rewatchability. It had bromance. It had relationships. It had a little bit of edginess. Like, it, it had everything that you could have wanted. So, honorable mention, I'm sorry, Scrubs, if I 
could jump in a time machine and do it all over again, I would. Or if I just decided to, you know, work my magic in the editing, I would, but I'm not going to do that because I'm an <laughs> honorable guy. I'm an honest guy. So uh, Scrubs is the honorable mention. At three, the big dog, The Office. Okay, so yeah, that surprises me because I figured you'd put that at number one. Um, I'm just going to say it too. I put The Office three, at three as well. So it, we're on the same page there. It's tough because the The Office is the king. Like The Office is the king... Like it has rewatchability. Obviously, you go through it like it's nothing. Yeah. It has quotability. Obviously, because again, it, you you say that's what she said. You know, you're talking about Michael Scott. Like, of course, there's a million things: bears, beats, Battlestar Galactica. Like, there's so many things that you could just rattle off that fit into everyday life. There's the relatability. Like, yeah, you don't have to be going to a desk job like that to have that same exact type of interaction. Yeah, we've all we've all had a moment at work where we pull a gym and just want to look at the camera. Yeah. Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And especially you and I, we've had moments where we've wanted to seriously prank our coworkers. Oh, for like, sure. Like desperately. Um <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, we talked about this today. Mm-hmm. Rank the love stories. See, I couldn't because like, you, I know you had a list and then I mentioned some people. The thing is the love stories to me have always been my least favorite aspect of the office. I, I understand that. So I really can't rank them. Okay. Um, to me, it's more about the ones that bring like good comedic value. So while Michael Scott and Jan was not a very good relationship, the dinner party episode is one of the best office episodes of all time. So to me, that would be a high ranking episode. Have you seen the bloopers? Oh my God. Yeah. Where, where Steve Carell moves the TV and they, they had to do it like, 10 times because he moves the TV like a quarter of an inch and they just fall out. John Krasinski loses wall. his shit. Yeah, every time. <laughs> so um, good. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing about The Office. Like, just something like that. Like, you think of you think of an episode and it's yeah immediately like that. But everyone will be like, I'm looking for the, the gym to my Pam. This, it is, is, this is where we agree. Yeah. It is the fourth and honestly, I'm playing it safe by saying it's the fourth. It is the fourth best relationship on the show. Yeah, and you know, the thing is... And I could honestly make an argument that it's fifth. Oh, sure. Like, to me, Jim is... And I think to most people, Jim is probably one of the best characters on that show. And easily the most likable. So while Michael Scott might be the funniest and Dwight might be the most insane, I think... As far as likability goes, it's Jim. He's the grounder of the show where everyone just feels like there's that connection. He's the one who makes the most eye contact with the camera. So when you have Jim and Pam first starting out, yeah, you're rooting for them almost solely because you want Jim to get something and be happy because you like yeah. him so much. And then they're together. And he just has to deal with Pam all the time. And it happens right around when she becomes a mom. She becomes so lame. Like, she's not a fun character. She goes from being like this young, kind of fun, she's almost as goofy as Jim, to this 
reserved. She's trying to be cool. She's too concerned about what Jim's doing all the time. She's not really... She's trying to, like, force herself to be relevant in that office. Yeah. She's supposed to be a salesperson, can't be, so she f- makes a job for herself. So, yeah, to, as a couple, I really hate... I, I'm not... I don't hate them, but they turn into something really just believable to me. Jim took care of everything for Pam, and I don't know. I don't know what, like, in the universe of The Office, like, how long the show went on. Um, yeah. But... Like, however long it was, when we first get introduced, Jim was like, I hate this job. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, he's trying to get a new job so he can be happy, a make great more job. money, do things that he wants to do. And Pam's like, no, you're meanwhile, not. Meanwhile, she goes to art school twice. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. Good for we'll you. Make it work. Yeah. yeah. This, whatever, whatever. Okay. You know what? You know what? You know, whatever. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jim and just his unconditional love for Pam makes that relationship so whatever. So, uh, like culturally historic, I guess. Yep. Michael has to go and meet Holly at a company event, was going to confess his love, and then later on gets interviewed and he's like, Right now is not our time, but our time will come. Like, that shit is so much more like, oh my God, my heart is breaking, but also good for you at the same exact time. Uh, Dwight, like, oh, I have this girl that on paper is just so amazing, but why does it feel wrong? Because he's really Mm -hmm. in love with Angela. Bob Vance, Vance and Refrigeration. Like, I mean, come on. He, he, He fell in love and made Phyllis just so happy. Cute couple. I don't like Phyllis as a character either. Uh, I kind of do. I think she's funny. I really do. Is, so, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I got to cut you off because I got to get this fourth me, relationship okay. off. Ryan and Kelly is a better overall relationship than Jim and Pam. And for anyone that's listening to this, oh, that's blasphemous. Like, Ryan was such a douche. Like, yes, I'm not saying that. But the passion that they had for each other burns so much hotter throughout the entire dynamic of those two than it ever did for Jim and Pam. Like that is, that is true. Like, I don't want to say love, but it's true. Like connection. That's, that's how I would describe it. It was a better connection. That's all I'm going to say. Continue with how much you hate Phyllis. Oh, so my biggest issue with Phyllis is I worked with a Phyllis. And it just wasn't fun. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, I would also like to briefly mention I am sitting right next to a Dwight Shoot bobblehead, uh, which no one can see. But I just wanted to show you. Is that a bobblehead or a Funko? Bobblehead. Oh, it's sick. Yeah, official from the NBC website. I get. I don't know. My, my it was a gift. Yeah, it's <laughs> sick. Anyway, so yeah, we both agree. The Office number three. What's your number two? Number two. Oh. Number two is Arrested Development. Ooh, all right. Okay. Number two is Arrested Development. And the only reason, the only reason that it's not number one is exactly what you said about community. It it falls off. If it it would have continued to get picked up by, I think it was Spike TV at the time. I'm not... Was it on Spike? I think it was Spike. Um, Interesting. I thought it was on one of the... uh... I don't think it was CBS or ABC or something. No, 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 no. Really? Wow. Interesting. Okay. I would probably have had a harder time not making it number one, but that last season 
was seriously bad. Like last seriously, couple seriously of seasons, because like let's not forget, Netflix has dropped two more seasons since they acquired the show. Well, I thought they dropped like a season, like one season, but then cut it in half. I think that's okay. what they did. So this is what happened. The first three seasons were good. Yeah. Season four went to Netflix before Netflix was making its own content, and it was bad. It was like a, it was almost like a parody of The Office because they couldn't get every character on set at the same time, and that's why it's so choppy and jumps around. And then they released a second version of season four where they cut it together more smooth and it just doesn't work still. And then they released season five. Okay. And it wasn't good. Yeah, no, no, wasn't good. Yeah. But the, the dry humor that's in there, the just... They pull no punches. They, they let it fly. They let all the jokes come out. Like, yep. <laughs> like when Buster gets his or uh, his hand bitten off by a seal. Like <laughs> the, so there's so many things that happen in the show. Um, uh, Oscar, the twin, the twin falling in love with the mom. Like, oh my god, yeah. There are so many things that happen in the show that are so unbelievably funny that if if that last season wasn't so bad, I really would have struggled with it. But Arrested Development, as far as sitcoms go, sit down and watch it because it's a quick watch. and Very quick. You'll be laughing your ass off, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think the issue is with me now, more than half of the, the, half of the seasons are bad, so it doesn't even make my top five. It would be in my top ten for sure. Okay. Um, but it, I still I love that show. I am religious to those first three seasons. One of my favorite jokes of all time is I think they, uh, I think they have like a contract in they're they're all sitting in the mom's house, and like there's like a contract or something, and they're it's some some sort of c word. I'm not doing the joke any justice, but they don't want to make it known that it's in the in the room. So Michael goes, uh, he's like, can someone please get the c root? c word out of the room and then the mom just goes if you wanted to, wanted me to leave i'll just leave like all you had to do is ask yeah and i totally just botched that joke but it's so classic i, I know what you're talking about too and yeah even that like um jessica walters is super super funny mm-hmm. um i also liked her in archer but not too many people like archer but that's neither here nor there because she kind of plays the same exact role in archer like rich mom that yeah. Like her kids hate type of deal. Yeah. Um but yeah, and Will Arnett being a magician. Dude, Will Arnett is one of the most one of the funniest and most underrated comics ever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I am such a fan of Bojack Horseman and I think this could be another topic on another day we can talk about our favorite like adult cartoons because there's so many to discuss there. Yeah. Um, no doubt about it. But I love Bojack Horseman. It's that well, yeah. Uh, we could we could absolutely get into it because BoJack Horseman is also like a much more darker version of us. I feel like. Yeah, I I watch BoJack Horseman sometimes, and I'm just like, oh, I'm just relating a little too hard to that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm also yeah. glad to say I'm not an addict, so I just want to put that yes, out there. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, okay. Right, it's your number two. My number two is New Girl. Okay. Uh, and. No, but to go between number two and number one is so hard because I think I it's so hard. But yeah, I mean, we were talking about earlier that you and I relate very hard to Nick Miller. 
Yeah. Uh, the show's hilarious. I don't think there's really a bad season. There, there's never a point where you're sick of watching it. It's a great watch. It's an easy watch. You really care about these characters a lot. Um, I think the one. I think the reason why I wouldn't put this at number one is because while Jess is the main protagonist and the guys are like the side characters, are still part of the main thing. You watch it for the guys. I think they're loads funnier than Jess's character at sometimes because Jess's character gets a little too. Jess's. I mean, Jess's character is that person who's a little too childish. She's too bubbly. She's colorful, but sometimes it gets overplayed. However, I've rewatched. I've rewatched New Girl more time. I started watching it two years ago, and I've watched yeah. it more times in the last two years than I've watched most shows in the many, many years I've known of them. Well, obviously, I'm being quiet because that's my number one. Yeah, I figure as much. Yeah, um, I am gonna disagree because I know I know like the the show is called New Girl, and mm-hmm. I know that the um, intro song is it literally says "Who's that girl?" It's Jess. Yeah. I don't see the show as her being the main protagonist. I really don't. I see, okay. the, I see the show as being a story of all four. Um, I don't dislike Zoe Deschanel as much mm-hmm. as some people might. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike... I like Zoe Deschanel. I think she's a funny actress. This isn't, uh, no hate on Zoe. I, I, I think that there are some things that were kind of overplayed. But... Yeah it's it's like i i remember this could also be a very very like telling reason as to how we became so close or whatever but Mm -hmm. i remember we were talking about new girl like very early on into us meeting and saying how much we liked it and then slowly talking about how we're like nick miller and when he is not even trying he's wearing a woman's jacket He's like, I, I like the way it <laughs> yeah. looks. And then he's talking to Brooklyn Decker and she's just like <laughs> trying to belittle him, trying to put him down. She's like, yeah, I like when guys are sad. And then she's like, do you hate yourself? And he just, he's like, I definitely don't like myself. <laughs> yep. That is the most relatable quote of TV. Like yeah. me, for me personally, that is the most relatable quote of all of TV. And yeah. Um, you know, see, for me, like, for it to be the main protagonist, it would have solely been about Jess and her coming of age, but, like, Nick goes and... Well, if you're watching that, sorry. <laughs> if you haven't Spoiler watched Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, like, everyone has their... Yeah, but victory. the thing is, the thing is, you can have a character arc, and you should have a character arc without being the main protagonist. And I'm just going to take... I'm going to take a step back for a second and say that most of the shows we've listed while having ensemble casts do have one main protagonist um for example none of the shows that we've listed have had an entire season where their main character their main protagonist isn't in the show okay but that's only because she got pregnant so it was it wasn't like they planned on it but i will agree i will agree that and that's where that's why I place this so high because the show does so well without their main protagonist. Because if you look at it, you know I would like I said I think Jess is the protagonist in um, Community. The protagonist is really Joel McHale's character in um, I, feel, I can't even remember all the shows we listed this way. In Arrested Development, 
Michael is the protagonist in that 70s show. It's Topher Grace's character. Even like in The Office, it's Michael Scott. Oh, also, real quick, I know that we agree on this. Yeah. People that watch The Office and say that they hate Robert California. So wrong. Should just not watch The Office because that is that I, we've definitely talked about this on, on this podcast too. Yeah. But he is such a good character. I wish Dude. that he, I wish that he was there longer. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can list you a bunch of underrated opinions on The Office. And at number one, it's that Robert California was the best thing to happen to that show. Yeah. Absolutely. Hands down. Absolutely love him. All right. What's your number one? My number one. Goes to how I met your mother. Ooh. Ooh. Oof. Why oof? I think that they could have gone a million different ways with how I met your mother. And I loved how I met your mother. But yeah. the way that they decided to have it, like they kill off the mom just so that Ted can go date Robin. Yeah. So I that's... hated that. And it really, really, really hurt the show. Yeah. And I think. You know, I think one bad season, and it's not even like, like season nine is not terrible, but it ends poorly. I think How I Met Your Mother is, without a doubt, one of the most disappointing ends to a show of all time. But it's very rare that any show ends fantastic. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You know, I mean, if you look at anything else we've talked about, the last season of The Office was just dragging at, at points. Uh, the last season of Parks and Rec. You haven't gotten to yet, I don't believe. Nope. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste that. Or, I, uh, I but I do know how it ends. I, I know how it ends. Okay. It has a happy I'm just gonna say it has a happy ending, but leading up to that ending is so rough. Yeah. Um so you know, it's very hard to hate hate it for like like I said, season nine, while an interesting concept for them to say, hey, Let's make the entire season into a weekend and then shoot 15 years into the future. I didn't love. But the build-up to the show, and to me, I think that was one of the first shows I really binge-watched. You know, I, yeah. I remember being young and being so obsessed with How I Met Your Mother. I wanted the ducky tie. I thought that, you know, I, I spent my first ever paycheck on Barney's silk suit pajamas. And I spent way too much for those to wear them once and then never again. I I don't know. I have such a connection to that show. I and I think there's like no no character in the main cast who's annoying. I bought bro code. That's amazing. Like yeah, I, I know I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That is I amazing. still have it. Yeah. That's um, fantastic. I love that. And that doesn't that doesn't even surprise me. But <laughs> I mean that I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like that's I had his app there was an app, there's a bro code app, and it just yeah. listed every rule of the bro code. Yeah, I, this, it's so good. I loved that show. Like, it was my favorite show at one point. And that's legitimately how bad the ending was for me that I didn't even, like, that didn't even pop in my head. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you also have honorable mentions, but I have a question for you. Yeah. Because there are two shows that I also probably would have put on had I been sure if it was a sitcom. Okay. Always Sunny. I don't know if that's technically yeah. a sitcom. A sitcom. I, I, I would have count. I was I was surprised you didn't bring that up because I I wasn't sure if that fall if that fell into the category of a sitcom. I put that in the same genre. When you know, I think when we talk about sitcoms, it's just 
there are overlapping story arcs, but like you can hop in at any point and get what's going on, and it's funny. But because that's probably slotting in, I probably wouldn't have had a one. Like, yeah, I was surprised it didn't come up. Yeah, I, I definitely would have had it on there. And what about Dave? I was thinking that I think it's too new. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I count it as a sitcom. I guess it does. I don't know. Oh, uh, now I'm thinking of other show. Like, okay, is the League a sitcom? The League. If we're doing our personal ones, I did pander also with Full House. I'm not gonna lie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I threw out a thirst trap. Um, <laughs> the League is only good for us because it's a very very racy show. Yeah, but it only matters to us. We're just saying our favorite. No, our I know, favorite. I know, I know. I'm saying I was pandering though, a little bit. Uh. I don't know if I would consider that a sitcom either, but it's a phenomenal show. Yeah, I don't know if I count. I, I, I guess I do, though. I don't know. Because I said this to you. I don't know if this was on podcast or off podcast. I think it was off. It was off. I watch The League. The second football season starts, I start rewatching The League. Yeah. I have to. Yobo Goya. Yobo Goya. <laughs> the taste will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh I'm going to say no. And no, here's, <laughs> here's, why, here's why I'm going to say that Always Sunny and The League aren't sitcoms. There's no storyline in any well, that's, a, that's the whole point of a sitcom, though. No. But, I mean, it, The League does have a storyline, though. Every season, it's about who's going to win. Right. But, but, like, so there's no storyline where there's an ending, is my point. Like, the ending is just them giving out the shiva i mean yeah but that's the end game the league has the seasons but there's no actual end like like the office full house um even arrested what's development the what's the end of full house the kids move out and start You're, their no, lives like, like they rate like bob said he was able to I, raise a full house so that they can go like there, yeah, there but, was always there was but always the like, thing is that like winning that trophy is as important to those characters in the league as it is for Bob Saget to raise his kid. But and was, I'll argue that because like Kevin's son, his name is Chalupa Batman because yeah, no, he I, lost one season. Like but, like the, the league overshadows everything the same way that I don't know, it's like like in New Girl. Like, yeah, ultimately it's for Nick and Jess to get together, but not everything everyone, is building up to that moment. Again. No, it's for everyone to to have their and sure, yeah, CC and yeah. Even coach has his overall and like, I I guess I guess I don't know the idea that all falls under sitcom to me. The idea of winning a trophy being the biggest thing to them just goes to show how obscure the show actually is, which is why I would leave it off. Like always, Sonny is the best show on TV in my opinion, but there's no, there's nothing to it. Like there's no, yeah, but that's the point of a sitcom. There doesn't have to be anything to it. Like, yeah, there's like small storylines and stuff to a lot of sitcoms, but I think at the end of the day, the whole like sitcom stands for situational comedy. And it's because these characters get into these funny situations. I understand that. But to me, like a sitcom is more, what we listed or like the Goldbergs or something like that versus what the league and always something brings to the table. I'm also, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm also not gonna lie. I am saying this to make myself feel better for not having always sunny. <laughs> Dave is no, yeah, I, sitcom, though. 
because it, it's it? like a, yeah. it's it's a real life thing. Like it's his life. I guess I I don't know if I count it as a sitcom. I Do you turn like leave it leave it to us to turn a simple let's name five of each to this. <laughs> this totally fell apart. I this was it. this was supposed to be like maybe a twenty minute discussion, and it's at least double that. Yeah. We've At been least. talking about this for such a long time. Um, I do. You have anything else as far as sitcoms go? A- any honorable mentions or anything like that? Because if not, there is something I want to bring up. I'd say we should move on. We have been on okay. this for way too long. Okay. All right. Um. So I'm gonna let you take care of the quarantine thought for guys that don't leave their room. But awesome. There was. Something that came about for my stoner thought for guys that don't smoke. So I'm going to do a uh, retro segment really quickly. Hit it. Where do 7-Eleven employees park? Hmm. I mean, there's always that one car parked way in the corner. I'm assuming there. But you have absolutely gone to a 7-Eleven where the parking lot is empty. You're the only car, but there's like three people there working. Yeah. I know a lot of companies won't let you park anywhere if you have like a small, like, so in high school, I worked at a library and we weren't allowed to park in the parking lot. Like we had to park in the parking lot over and it was the dumbest rule in the world and I ignored yeah. it. But I can see like somewhere a small 7-Eleven where the employee size is probably a eighth of what it was where I worked and then literally having to park, park down the block. Uh, your Boston came out for a second. <laughs> that wasn't Boston. Go, that was just me like, go park, go park <laughs> down the block. And that was just me choking on spit. <laughs> That's hot. Um, I'd rather admit that than admit that I, any Boston I, came through. I was, I, I've gone to a couple 7-Elevens to get whatever, just anything, yeah. Yeah, ice or whatever. And it's been a thought that I've had for quite a bit, but like, I, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like they just appear. Like I feel like 7-Eleven employees just appear at the at the at the 7-Eleven. Can I tell you, dude? I put 7-Eleven on such a pedestal. I love 7-Eleven so much. It is like when I'm up at, when I was up at school in Boston, there were no 7-Elevens and it just made me so sad that I couldn't just go to 7-Eleven. I love the fact that I have 3 in walking distance of my house and I could my talent is, is if you and I are on Long Island, we are driving anywhere, and you're like, I need to grab a snack or something, I promise you I will get you to a 7-Eleven in five minutes, no matter where we are. But why do you like 7-Eleven? It's just, it's always there when you need it, 24-7. Okay. okay. It's got, the food is pretty damn good. You can get some great sandwiches. Their hot dogs are bomb. They got everything you need. Oh. You want... You want you want a Danish at two in the morning? They got it. You want a, like, it's just you want breakfast, you want lunch, you want dinner. It is the easiest, cheapest. Just you hop in and get out, grab what you want. Get so what you need. so so you're so telling me, you're telling me that you will go into a Seven Eleven and get a taquito or or a Easy hot thing. dog. Yes. Been... <laughs> <laughs> John, I have bought sushi from Seven Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I live, breathe, and die by that store. I love it so much, dude. I don't have the. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I. I don't. I actually when, 
When you said sushi, I, like I almost did throw up. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. How are you alive? You got sushi from my 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 stomach can withstand anything. I can eat anything anywhere as much as I want. I'll get like I'll get bloated as hell. Won't hurt though. I can eat anything. I just need you to go to the quarantine thought. <laughs> I'm done with this. Be better. I thought you were better than that. I think you're not a real Long Islander is the issue. I, I am a real Long Islander. That's why, I, that's why I want to get real food. Okay, so, okay, okay, hold on. So I consider myself someone who really appreciates real food. I like going out to the places. I hate chain restaurants. We've had this conversation. However, there's just something about 7-Eleven, and I'm just going to leave it there. So quarantine thought for guys who don't leave their room. 2 a.m. It is, without a doubt, the best exaggerative time there is. Uh, Hear me out. Yeah, Dude. you should explain this one. Dude, I was up so late. I was like writing a paper till 2 a.m. Oh, we're not going to be out too late. We're just going to... 2 a.m. tops. Oh, man. You know, we're not going to get there till 2 a.m. Uh, the bar closes at 2 a.m. It's just, it's just... It's always 2 a.m. If you were up late, 2 a.m. You had a party, it got shut down at 2 a.m. That sucks. Like, I don't know. It's just... It's, it's the best time. Whenever you're telling a story... Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. No matter... I'm talking to you, and you're like, dude, I'm shot. I was up all night. Oh, uh, dude, what time did you go to bed? It doesn't matter if you went to bed at 3, 1, 11, 12. You're probably just going to say 2 a.m. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely, yeah. No, I get it. The most used. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, Anytime anyone tells a story, 2 a.m. Oh, I got back around 2 a.m. Let me tell you something, and I'm sorry that I'm going to go there, but when you're – when you're ripping it up, you're having a good time. You're three sheets to the wind with the boys. And that that bar, that last call comes and it's whatever, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., whatever it is. You both sober up and get drunker at the same time. And I don't really know how it happens, but it, it just it just does. You know, you're in a you're in a dark lit bar. They take any song possible and try to turn it into a trap remix. And <laughs> You know, you're just like, whatever. And then those lights come on. And it's it's like when you're grounded and your parents catch you playing video games and you're just like, I'm so fucked. <laughs> That's the only way that I can describe being in the bar for last call. Interesting. But yeah, uh, 2 a.m. is definitely 2 a.m. is definitely a very overused. It, it's just it's just the go to. Yeah. So no doubt about it. Words. That's my quarantine thought of the uh, week. Thank you for letting me uh, take over for once. That was a, uh, it's fun. It's really interesting. I kind of sympathize or empathize actually with you now, because the, the same face I make at you, you made towards me. <laughs> I get it now. Yeah, and, and I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, listen. I I I've said it before. I, I'll continue to say it till I'm blue in the face. My brain is just it's it's on a level that I wish I could maximize it a little bit more because you think it's so easy. Oh, let me just come up with a cool thought. Oh, let me, first thing that pops into my head this is, Oh, this is a cool thing. Let me, let me throw it onto the show. It's hard. It is hard to come up with a good so, idea so, and be ready so you're telling to have me, it for air. What you're telling me is that your brain really isn't at that point because it doesn't just come naturally to you. You have to sit and think of something. So no, maybe, it pops maybe, into my head. No, no, it pops no, maybe into it, my head. And then I think obviously it. it doesn't though. That's the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh.